today. Um, and we've already wasted, I've already wasted a ton of time. Uh, oh god, get out of here. What are you doing there? Uh, alright. Here we all are. Um. And there we all go. Yes. So, uh, came back to, uh, your, uh, Hot 13B, um, gifted Misha a very nice hammer. And everybody went to bed. Soon as its head hit the pillow, he snapped up. And you found yourselves each in your own little unique nightmares. Oh, Lyle, you uh, awoke to find um, a rather horrific view. You see your childhood home. Um, besieged by your god, Ranganori. Um, lightning burns all across the ground, the house in flames. Uh, your mother's body motionless outside of the, uh, outside of the hut. Um, and what appears to be your god perched atop the, uh, perched atop the house growling at you fiercely. Zara, you awoke to find a gory scene of uh, dozens of bodies that you recognize. Um, they look gored and injured in, in terrible ways. Uh, and, uh, you know, on closer inspection you see um, not all of them seem to be dead. Some are, are breathing shallowly, apparently unconscious. Um, but in the middle of it all is that awful uh, mutated drow woman that you fought so long ago. Um, honey, you are back in the Honeywell Inn. Um, or at least it, it feels like it. Maybe it doesn't look exactly like it, but you, you know. Um, and you see a massive pile of clothing and curtains and things in need of laundry and repair. Um, and as you look, you see that this pile almost looks like it's growing. You can hear echoes of your aunt's voices um, chiding you for, for leaving your work um, and, and abandoning the family. Um, and now look at look at all of this stuff you have to do. Kick it. You find yourself in a strange hallway. Um, books litter the ground, um, and in the distance you see a tome illuminated by uh, a light. And across from that you see a large crowd of faceless individuals waiting. Um. Everybody, uh, roll a d20, just to see how we're going to take this off. Bruh. Sorry, you're up first. The scent of blood fills your nose. You... Shock. You know, is what you're feeling as you look at this this grim sight, the 
the edges of the battlefield are fuzzy. You don't really recognize where you are, but you do recognize the people, and you do recognize the enemy. What do you do? And if I remember right, some of these people are like vaguely reminiscent of my party now, right? Yeah, you see a, a small gray gnomish figure. You see a young girl with a young halfling girl with red hair. Um, you see a, a, a live younger guy with um, uh, big puffy pants. Defining features that you recognize. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, he, it's, it's mentioned prominently in his uh, character description. Um, uh, you also see old members of your uh, mercenary party. Uh, you recognize an old captain that helped mentor you and um, maybe a, a younger recruit that you helped mentor yourself. Is there... So do I know I'm in a dream? Uh, you do not. Okay. You just know you... You shut your eyes, and you woke up, and when you opened your eyes, this is where you found yourself. I, do I have my equipment? You've got, yeah, you've got all your normal stuff. Okay. If you uh, haven't already, everybody's got all of your daily spells, you've got uh, full health, you've got all your abilities, everything. Uh, Zari takes a step for now Zari takes a step out and looks around just in, in shock he is not, not sure what's going on uh, but he can smell the blood he can hear the shallow breathing and it just gets his blood pumping like just fire in his veins um, he adopts a fighting stance and draws his sword and he's uh do i remember killing her before yeah okay does she look the same or does she look uh, like her a back is her back is currently to you okay he points his great sword with one just one armed out at her mm. and he says uh Shit, what does he say? Yeah! He says, uh, face me! He turns, and like, she turns almost kind of like in this serpent-like motion, like, her head kind of twists and leads her body, and she faces you. Um, and just in case you've forgotten what she looks like, um... Uh, oh, no. Her, uh, her mouth opens and a long fist comes out. Ah. You've returned to face me. It seems you are too late. Your friends have already fallen. You can assist them, but you must lay down your arms. Or my pet will see their end. And as she says that, um, out from her hair crawls one of those um, awful uh, spider Sifnagots. Um, and it crawls over onto 
the body uh, of your old uh, captain. And its fangs kind of um, uh, hover there, right against its neck. The only thing I see is someone who wasn't beaten badly enough before. I killed you once. I can do it again. You think all of these people were here around me? Didn't know that they could die in their in the life that they chose? You don't scare me, witch. She, uh... It's... With her awful mouth, it's tough to tell, but you can see that she smiles. And, like the, the uh, split grows a little more up the sides of her face. Yeah, and she goes, oh. Excellent. Bill! And as she says that, the spider sinks its fangs into your old guard captain, and he spasms, and you see, like, it's, it's instant. He's dying. And she springs forward to attack. And as she does so, you hear something that you haven't heard for a little while. In the back of your mind, you start hearing, Thud. 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 Yes. Honey. Ah. You up in bed. And... Um... Well, what do you do when you normally wake up at the Honeywell Inn? Uh, so for all intents and purposes, I think that I am back home. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. The anxiety coming over me right now, just seeing all the work that needs to be done and knowing that my aunts are just... I just feel bad. I feel guilty and lazy and, like, I just put my head down and just shuffle out of bed. I'm gonna eat some breakfast and get to it. Uh, as you start moving, you hear um, you hear your aunt uh, Moira. Honey, is that you finally got... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had to make notes. <laughs> Honey, is that you finally out of bed, lazy bones? No time for breakfast. Just get to work. We need these I'm sheets sorry, mended. If I see your face down here before this work is complete, there'll be hells to pay for it. So I'll get to it right now, Auntie. You see, just past the beds, there's a little table and a chair. And... On the table are some sewing uh, supplies, um, thread, needle, scissors, that kind of thing. Um, and you sit down. Uh, give me a perception check as you sit. Am I going to look at a clock or am I going to spin a top? <laughs> we'll see. Very much. Thanks. 
Uh, what'd you roll? That's a great question. Sorry, I'm resizing my screen. Fourteen. Walk away from the computer. You see something sticking out of the corner of a pile of laundry. You see the leg of a little doll. And you recognize this doll. It was a doll from your childhood. You reach down and pick it up. And she's a... She's not a very especially fancy doll. A regular old cloth doll. Um, but unlike some of your other dolls who were dressed as princesses and noble women, this one was dressed as a adventurer. She had a thick cloak. She had breeches instead of a beautiful gown. Um, she even had a little pewter sword uh, at her hip. Um, and kind of most striking of all, and something that really drew you to her, uh, it was her bright red hair. And you pick her up, and you, you look at her, and you remember that nobody bought you this doll. You found it in the inn when you were a little girl. And nobody ever came looking for it. Nobody ever asked after it. And so you kept it. Uh, what was her name? Uh, first thing I'm thinking of, adventurer, redhead. It's got to be Merida. Merida. <laughs> All right. We will switch over to Kick It. Kick It. You wake up. in this strange hallway. What do you do? <clears throat> so Kicket is very well versed in the idea that people expect something from him that he doesn't 100% understand. Um, but he's still supposed to figure out how to do it. Um, so he sees this book on this pedestal under a beam of light and starts to make his way towards it, watching the faceless people behind it. Uh, and as he's walking through, without breaking eye contact, kind of leans over and tries to pick up other books off of the ground and tuck them under his arm, because he knows that the important one is the one under the light, but he can't just leave these ones here. Yeah, certainly. Uh, so you, you pick up, uh, you pick up some of these books, um, you hear some murmuring from the, from the crowd, um... What are you thinking about as you approach the uh, stand? Uh, Kicket is really, really interested in what this book is about. And actually, the closer he gets to it, the less he's paying attention to the people watching him. He just wants to know uh, what this book is about. Yeah, so you, you pretty much walk straight there, pick up some of the other books on the way. Um... And as you get there, you see the book's already open. Um, I'm going to put you right there, just so I can visualize. Uh, you see that it's the words in there. It's 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 tough to parse, like you know, reusing your 
your waking mind, um, you can't quite put two and two together. But combining that with the images and just an impression you're getting, it's about you. It's the actions you've taken in the recent weeks. And if you flip back, it's actions you've taken in the past. And if you flip forward, you, you're not sure what it says about in the later pages, but you know it's about you. And the crowd murmurs and quiets, and there's this kind of expectant silence in the air. Ticket just kind of yells out, I told you I'd get around to it eventually! The silence hangs, there's a cough <laughs> from the stands. Yep. As soon as I figure out what it is. You feel like this quiet is beginning to take on a kind of physical weight. Like your anxieties and your your kind of uh Kickit's Kickit likes to know things. And not knowing this in front of him, because you're unsure as you look at this book, you're not sure what they want. You're not sure what the book says. It's beginning to weigh against you. Well, just... Just tell me what you want me to do! I... I'm... What do you want?! Something, you hear something clatter to the ground, and it bounces off your boot. I look at it. It looks like a small red cube. A Lyle. You wake up to a crack of thunder. And as your eyes snap open, you see this terrifying scene. What do you do? Does he already notice that his mom's there? Yeah, you, you take it in pretty quickly. Um, you know, you've been in some combats, and when something surprises you like this, you're, you're quick to appraise the battlefield. And you see, you see your mother... Uh, um, just kind of like laying there on the ground, not moving. <clears throat> I think the shock kind of overwhelms him and like immediately he just starts bawling and kind of screaming, looking back and forth from his mom and um, Rag Rag the god. Ranganori? Raganori. Rang Ranganori. Yeah. Crab Ranganori. 
Delicious. Good old, yeah, gotta, gotta love that ranganori. Love my ploy the on there? Sauce. Delicious. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> so, like, just kind of like a back and forth of, like, a crying. And then, like, yelling, like, Why? Why? What? What the fuck? What's going on? As he just, like, slowly starts, like, hesitating, like, as walking towards his mother's body. As you step there, Ranganori roars, and it's like the entirety of a thunderstorm being brought to bear against you. Uh, Roll a uh, acrobatics or a uh, reflex thing. Boy, always gonna roll acrobatics. Uh, you feel this uh, this wave of force hit you, but you're light enough on your feet that you're able to kind of dodge under the uh, the push of force that's behind this uh, this terrible shout. Oh. Ranganori leans forward a little bit, and he says, "You." Abandoned her to her fate. Where were you? Um, damn, son. What the? Uh, he just, like, looks at him in awe. What do you... You're the one... You told me to go. You, you gave me these powers. She gave me permission to leave. She said everything was going to be fine. Why? Why have you done this? I thought... I thought... And then, like, he just kind of, like, breaks even more and just starts, like, falling into his hands. Foolish uh, child. Freedom is for those who earn it. And he roars again. Give me another acrobatics. Again, you're able to um, avoid this terrible pressure uh, put out by uh, by this god of thunder and lightning. Um, roll a knowledge religion check, even if you're not trained in. Yeah, I'm not trained in that. No beans. <laughs> Give me, do it again, just just for funsies. Okay, I like that a little bit better. Um, <laughs> you had advantage because uh, this is the, the god that you know. Oh, cool. um, <laughs> he something about what he just said feels very strange to you. Ranganori is a god of the elemental plane of air. A place of absolute freedom. Yeah. And freedom is for those who own it. Zari, the drow woman lunges at you. Uh, give me an initiative roll. We're not going to go into initiative, but I just want to see who gets first licks. All right. <laughs> Damn. You get first licks. Um, so she charges at you, but you also charge at her. Um, I'm going to move you up, and she's going to meet you. Um, give me an attack. Oh, I'm raging. 
Do it. Oh, I'm raging. Uh, raging. <laughs> he is so white. You swing your sword masterfully, and um, you catch her right in the shoulder as she's stepping in, um, and the blow is is mighty. It drops her down to a knee, um, but as she drops down to a knee, you see her face totally unfazed. She looks up at you, and for the first time you look down and you see her hands, and Remember last time you fought her, she was wielding a rapier. But this time she has these long, wicked claws that are just dripping with blood. Uh, uh, can I pop her character sheet out? No, I didn't. And she's going to take a couple of swings yeah. at you. I know, yeah. Um... All right, she's coming in with a couple of claws. First one, natural 20 to confirm is... Ooh, that's a natural 19, so that's going to yep. confirm. Uh, yeah, she's coming in hot. I like this. Uh, okay, so that's going to be 16 points of damage. Six points of damage. Second claw, a 23. Yeah. Um, and that is going to be eight points of damage. Okay. And then her terrible jaw, like, points right at your side, and she takes, she goes in to take a big bite out of you. She gets all of uh, this after moving? <laughs> uh, yeah, she kind of five foot steps. Um, 25. So I had to move, I had to move 15, but she had to move five, okay. You had a full attack there, John? Does that <laughs> Uh, oh, that matters for the sake of her attacking me three times. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's going to be uh, eight points of damage, and I'll take a will save. Okay. Let's get it. Uh, ba -da -ba. All right. You take four points of additional energy uh, damage as, like, this negative energy washes mm -hmm. You hear another. You this this thundering in the uh, in your mind is just is filling you now. Thud, 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 thud. Yeah, I imagine his uh, pupils just dilate. He is just pure instinct at this point. Uh, there is no thought. There is just drums and fury. And I think there might be even, like, her shadow is not her shadow. It instead looks like a familiar form, uh, a form that is familiar to him. And what he is blinks, it? and it's suddenly gone. It's uh, the form of what looks to be a bull orc uh, woman. Mm-hmm. And as you blink, and that shadow, you said it just goes away after you blink? Is that what you said? Or is that not what you said? No, that, yeah. Okay, yeah. You see it, and you blink, and it's gone. But off in the darkness beyond the beyond your vision, you see two red pinpoints uh, kind of 
burst into life as though they were eyes watching you. And he just sees that and he laughs. Uh, You're fucked now. <laughs> uh, this spider scampers down and uh, runs and lands on the little gnome creature uh, near you. That's an attack of opportunity, sir. Uh, sure. Go ahead. Did it go... Here's the real question. Did it go like this? Uh, no, it went more kind of like it scampered down off the body and then jumped down and did that. Whatever you just did, I didn't see any of it. Oh, sorry, I, I have that okay. because I like to be sneaky. Okay. Is it... Okay, so it's just one then. Okay. Yep. And then give me a D100. Yeah, you hit it, um, and you take off uh, a couple of its legs. Uh, but it does not seem to impede the creature. It, uh... Its, its fangs hover above um, what is apparently kick its face, like directly above his eyes. Just drop your weapons and he can live. Oh no, kick it! Yeah, she's barking up the wrong tree. Any reasoning is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, we will go to... Should have just put initiative up so I can keep track. Honey. Yes. You're holding this doll. Okay. No, you're not. You're uh, you're holding this doll and looking at her. And you remember your, your dreams of adventure um, as a child. And looking in front of you now, you see none of that. What? What do you do? I throw her. I don't have time for childish things. I have a lot of work to do. My parents are always telling me my head's in the clouds and I need to be grounded and put my nose into my work to keep this in functional. So I just kind of toss her onto the bed. You toss her onto the bed, um, and she lands softly behind you, and as you get to work, you see kind of just off down at the opposite end of the hall, like you've, you're looking and you're working and you're... Your fingers are already remembering that kind of old soreness from gripping the needle and trying to push it through and poking yourself. And you get lost in your work for a little while. Um, but then something kind of catches your attention. And as you're looking down past this pile, you see a door open to outside. And you see just a flicker of this golden light and it, it, it's bright and it makes you blink, but it, it's it's gone as soon as as soon as you saw it. But 
Just can the distance you hear, um, you hear somebody humming and whistling a tune. And as you're sitting there trying to place it while you're working, you feel a little tap on your shoulder. And you look over, and it's Merida. And she's standing there looking at you. And then the humming stops and Merida falls back to the bed. No longer animated. The fuck? Yeah, how skeeved out am I by that? <laughs> this is like you know for sure. This is kosher. Totally tracks. It, it, that kind of, yeah, that's kind of how your mind goes. You go, oh, she likes music. Do I recall that tune well enough to hum it myself? You do. Then I'm going to look at the doll for a moment, kind of shrug, and uh, maybe start humming it to myself as I keep working. But now I'm in a slightly better mood. You start humming that, and Merida spits up, and she kind of like rubs her head like, what just happened? And she shakes her head, and then... She gets this strange sense of urgency, kind of like as you're humming and the tune takes on this life, you know? Um, it's kind of an old, now that you're thinking about it, it's this old, like, drinking song that old travelers used to sing about trekking through the mountains and fighting goblins. And it's kind of a silly song, but there is some tension to it. And as you get to that building tension Merida she gets this tension in her too and he draws her little her little pewter sword and suddenly the shirt in your hand jerks and it rips itself free and it crumples itself up and then it stands and it looks like a little goblin and it's facing Merida, what do you do? I'm getting into it a little bit. I'm watching with intrigue, maybe tapping my toes and maybe humming a little bit louder, a little faster tempo. Give me a perform check. The best performance of my life, clearly. It's solid. Uh, Merida dives at this little shirt goblin and it's kind of a tussle but uh, Merida sinks her little blade um, right into a seam and with a jerk you hear a rip and then the shirt falls to the floor and Merida stands proud with her little sword held aloft and as you keep humming five more shirts crumple up and form into uh, into little goblins. Kick it. This little dice just landed at your foot. Does it look familiar? Give me a knowledge religion check. I could also ask, does it look like literally the clasp on his cloak? Uh, it looks a little bit like that, yeah, as a matter of fact. Okay. 
Uh, he's going to pick it up. You pick it up, and sure enough, it's a six-sided dice, but the side with the six on it has seven pips on it. And as you look at it, you see this kind of ruby light shining from it. And a voice in your head says, Hello, kick it. Hello. What are you doing here? I am definitely trying to do the thing. And what thing is that? That's a really good question. It is. It's a very good question. Why are you doing it? They told me I was supposed to. Who told you? Everyone. Kicket, what are you? I don't know. Oh, don't be silly. You know so much. What are you, Kicket? I'm smart. Certainly. I'm Kicket? I'm Kicket. And... Most definitely. <clears throat> I'm confused. Obviously. I don't know, I'm really confused. <laughs> Ticket. You're Swiftneblin. What are Swiftneblin? Not sure what answer you're looking for here. We're you, a lot of things. You are a lot of things. You're stalwart. You're brave. But what is your home? Ticket. I haven't had one of those in a long time, but I, I, I live in the Darklands. You do. A home that I found for you. And a home that is very suitable, especially for one such as you. Kick it. Yeah? In order to leave this place, you have to figure out why you're here. Do you mean here, here, or the Darklands here? Or do you mean the city that... There was a city. The ruby light... fades from the dice. But it retains this kind of warmth. Uh, she didn't answer my question. Olyle. Yes. Your eyes narrow up at your god. 
as he tells you you don't deserve to be free what do you do um so if he's if he's angry now uh he'll glare up and then like scream um what is what do i want to bless you earn freedom not a chance you told me all are free he snarls and, and roars again but this time up at the sky um and in answer lightning bolts strike down at the earth uh roll a uh, give me an acrobatic Uh, you are struck by one of these lightning bolts um, and take uh, eight points of damage. Um, Would that mean I take four? My elemental resistance for electricity is 15. Oh. Really? Is it that high? Damn. Um, yeah, you don't take any damage, but it does... Uh, strike you and knock you prone then um, you land uh, five feet forward on your stomach um, and as you kind of like spit the dirt and ash out of your mouth uh, you look forward and you see your mother's body and you notice for the first time that she's breathing oh the uh, Ranganori looks down at you and says foolish boy you must return. She needs you. Freedom is not for you. I have tested you and found you weak. Bitch, please. Uh... He'll, like... <clears throat> glare at him? Am I allowed to stand back up? Yeah, go ahead. Um, he'll glare at him and stand and just kind of like spit to the side. Like, you realize that little puny lightning bolt did nothing to me, right? Nothing. You think I'm weak? Come down here and challenge me then. He answers with another one of his thunderous roars. I'll take another acrobatics. Um, and he pushes you five feet backwards uh, with the roar. Um, as the force of it causes you to slide backwards. Perhaps you are too weak to even help. Um, bitch, please. I'm, I'm allowed to, like, do actions and stuff, right? Yeah, tell me what you want to do. Um, um, this will work a little differently because we're kind of playing Calvin Ball here. but uh. So he'll use Bladed Dash. Okay. Um, he won't be able to get right up to her, but he'll be able to at least, you know, because it's how 30 does, feet. How does Bladed Dash work? Uh, it works. <laughs> it works. 
It works. works. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You can. You. You. Uh, kind of summon your your power. Um, to do this dash. Um, but as you do, uh, he he roars again. Um, and give me. Let's do three acrobatics check and add a plus five to each. One thirty-six, two twenty-five, three thirty-four. Uh, you dodge the first uh, bolt kind of uh, effortlessly. Uh, the second one, though, when you're step when you're here, um, does hit right at your feet and it blasts you ten feet to the side. Uh, you kind of roll and you catch yourself uh, still in the midst of this uh, this spell. And you're able to stop. You're able to to make another dash step to there, um, and as you step there, you hear your mother murmur something. You must. You must. And then. Are we back up to Zari? I think we're back up to Zari. I mean, unless you want to tell me what the rest of what you said. No, I don't. Uh, Zari. <laughs> I... Uh, swing of the lady. Yeah, let's see it. I enact uh, the accurate stance before I do that. Attacking with a plus 14. Let's go! Boom! Solid hit. Uh, you, uh, kind of like, this happens all so quickly, right? You slash into her shoulder. She takes a couple of devastating strikes at you. Um, you take a, like, pulling off of her shoulder, you whip your sword around and slice a couple of legs off the spider. And then you bring your sword kind of back down against her, and she's, like, rearing back to claw you. And your sword strikes her right in the wrist, and it cleaves her hand clean off, and it flies away. Um, she howls in pain, and she whips around her arm that you just uh, sliced. Uh, give me a reflex save. Ooh. Pretty good at that. Not good? No. <laughs> As this blood hits you, uh, it sears into your flesh. You take five points of fire damage and six points of acid damage. And then comes the claw. Where did I put my d20? The claw! The claw! Uh, a, a 16, I think, is a miss. <laughs> yeah. Alright, and then the bite. Uh, 17. 17 misses. Uh, she hisses at you angrily. Um, let's get another attack. Oh, from me? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay. I never get to do two. Oh, no! <laughs> you just win your sword in a again. row? That's bullshit. She, she nimbly hops back and then dives forward again. Um, first the claw, 
Uh, 27 is going to be a hit. Uh, nine points of damage. Okay. Uh, she goes in for the bite. Uh, 25 is a hit. That's going to be... Uh, 12 points of damage plus a will save. This is just... It's like the last time he fought. You can see this time. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. even then I have a line fight now. And you're not on fire. One point of uh, negative energy damage. And then... Um, seeing how effective even her blood was against you, he rams her... Uh, her stump against your neck. Uh, but rolls a two, and so she misses. What are you gonna do? Bleed on me? Uh, <laughs> just then, the uh, spider um, sinks its fangs into uh, kick its body and kick its spasms, and uh, almost instantly dies. The spider darts across behind you. You can take a reef. You can take an attack of opportunity. What's its or, path exactly? Uh, it takes a straight line, so you can take two if you want. Woo! Uh, and then two D100s. Uh, one hit, one miss. You slice off another one of its legs. Um, at all? Does blind fight affect that at all? It's not blind fight. Because um, an invisible attacker gets no advantage. It is uh, one times. It's kind of got like a... What's it's like a blur effect going on? Um, does blind fight affect blur? This Any only kind of affects concealment. Oh, uh, it's not concealment. No, it's this not is more of a. This is just okay. a mischance. Okay. Um, and this time it lands on. As you look, it is without a question, honey. So it took the twenty-three. It does give the concealment. Just so you know. What's that? Blair gives concealment. Oh, it does. Yes. Oh, yeah. You can take. You get a. You get a roll again, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You take. You take off uh, another of its legs. Um. That's like forty points of damage. <laughs> a beefy boy. It's a beefy fucking spider. You wouldn't know that looking at the picture you gave us. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh. <laughs> you didn't know this is the Harry Cruise of spiders. <laughs> <laughs> you look and it just got bulging biceps. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks Power. really good in brightly colored ties. Um, and it loves yogurt. Yeah, just fucking <laughs> can't get enough of that. Uh, and it's it's fangs hang Un like this is definitely honey, and it's about to enter. In the uh, distance, you see those red dots. And they are no longer just embers. They are burning, um, almost like two bonfires in the distance. You see just this raging inferno behind these 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 eyes watching you. The thudding in your ears is deafening. I get, is this another chance for me to 
attacked? Uh, don't or take an attack. Change? What? Give me, give me what's going through your head. I feel very bad about this, but I think because he's he's down. Counting the temporary hit points, he's down seventy at the moment. Um, and I think it's just pure instinct. He attacked the spider because there was motion behind him. <laughs> and he just, and now he's swinging back at the thing that just put it, tried to put its stump on his neck. <laughs> so I don't think, I think right now it's just, there's, everything is lost. He's just literally seeing red. He probably some small part of him recognizes th this person that the spider is about to kill. But he's just reacting to danger. He's just doing what he can to survive at this point. Alright. And we go to Honey. Honey, Merida is is facing off against this small horde of shirt goblin. Um you're humming and you're tapping. Are you doing any sewing? Are you reaching for any clothes? No, and gross now. This is puppet theater. You you notice leaning against the table, maybe maybe it was there and you just didn't see it before, but you see your guitar. I'm gonna just keep humming maybe a slight break in the notes as I get distracted. When I look over and see it, kind of pull myself back to the show, but like I gotta look at the guitar again. I gotta grab it. Give me that perform check. Oh, yeah. Awesome. You you Please pick up your guitar though. and you you start going and you're you know this song backwards and forwards and you are playing like you've never played before. Um, how does this fight with Merida and the Shirt Goblins go? Uh, how many are there? There's five of them. There's five? They start to do that very campy ninja thing where they circle around and then one at a time start to uh, go at her with the others kind of egging them on. Uh, and she's very handily just quickly with her tiny pewter sword slashing and whacking them uh there might be some stuffing there might be some loose threads and they're doing very dramatic like falls and then just collapsing back into single garments just now uh worse for wear and as you're playing you're kind of recognizing that the fight kind of goes along with the tempo of your song and and when you hit a chord um you know attacks happen and when you when you when you go in for that um, when you when you hit that just like that really great kind of like string of notes, um, Merida dances uh, with her sword, um, and you kind of go off off of you kind of you jazz it up a little bit, um, and you start playing something a little different. Um, what do you do to affect the space around you? In terms of bardic stuff, or...? In terms of... You are the author of Merida's adventure. 
and she has just slain five goblins. What does she do next? Uh, there needs to be more drama. Uh, one of the quilts towards the bottom of the pile starts to quiver and then drag itself out, and it very origami-like starts to heavily fold itself into this interpretation of a very cartoonish... Uh, do you guys remember um, Fifel, uh when they create the giant rat balloon? Oh yeah, that thing is terrifying. Something like that. Yeah, it's a terrifying what? scene for children. Uh, basically something like that. I was just thinking about Don Bluth movies the other day. And so it's this giant, and you said, is it a giant rat or is it a, a dragon? Like what a rat dragon thing. Actually, oh, you know what? Yeah. The, the current drama or trauma from being bitten by the stupid rat is, yeah, it's a giant rat dragon. And it, it hisses and it and it uh, it lunges at her. Give me another perform check. Oh. Oh no, the um, the dragon um, faints. And then, like, F-E-I-N-T-S. And lunges, and Merida is caught off guard, and she is sent sprawling. And as you've been playing, you've kind of been walking forward, and the clothes and quilts and curtains and everything else is kind of, like, clearing a path, like Moses through the Red Sea. Um, but as Merida's knocked aside, um, the, the, the kind of... The face you've made kind of quivers and threatens to uh, to collapse in on you. Give me one more perform check. Um, is, Merida... Is perform a charisma check? Yeah. Okay, add plus four. Finally, I get to use that stupid circlet. Um, you kind of remember, you're like, wait, no, and you... You, you kind of, you strike like an unexpected chord, and Merida recovers, and, and what happens next? Uh, she pulls herself up, using the sword to kind of uh, prop her up, brushes off her sleeve, she's looking pretty riled up now, and she kind of lowers her head, and then she charges that big boy, and it rears back with its wings open, and the wings are just a beautiful kaleidoscope of a quilt. <laughs> and as she dives, we switch over to Kick It. Kick It, you're holding this little warm dice. And this voice in your head is telling you, you have to figure out why you're here in order to leave. Kick It looks at the book on the pedestal. And he looks at the, the faceless people uh, beyond it. And... flips through a couple of pages of the book uh, closer to the end uh, and starts to lie and tells Ooh. this elaborate story about how what he is actually going to do is continue going along with his friends and just telling them cool things that he has learned about uh, and buy them presents when he has money and live a very simple life just hanging out with his new friends. And it's a lie. It 100% a lie. He has no idea what the book is saying, but he's pretending he's reading it out. 
Give me a bluff check. <laughs> oh no! You hear the crowd uh, murmuring, and then um, you can't make out what they're saying, but there's definitely kind of some um, some some anger. Uh, and then the books around you begin to quiver, and even the ones you're holding under your arm begin to quiver, and uh, they begin to swirl around you, um, and they start knocking into you as you're as you're talking and and continuing to tell this lie. Um, roll me a reflex save. You take two points of damage as a book hits you uh, kind of in the shoulder, but you're able to like kind of shrug it without taking more. Um, and as you look at that book fly by your face, you see that that one is also, it's kind of got like a blurry title. You can't quite make it out. Roll me a Knowledge Arcana check. Ugh. Roll me what? a Knowledge Arcana check. There we go. Oh, yeah, weird. Uh, <laughs> Kicket likes books, so he has advantage. <laughs> I like swords, where's my advantage? Uh, you are your own advantage. <laughs> Kicket, you recognize for the first time that this isn't real. This is magic. Whatever you're experiencing, this isn't an actual place. What do you do? Kick it. Starts yelling at the faces. No! 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 You don't get to bring me here, and you don't get to not tell me what it is that you want me to do, and then get mad when I tell you what I'm gonna do if you don't tell me what to do! The books swirl and swirl and swirl around you, and they threaten to swallow you up. And, O'Lyle, you're standing there ten feet from this awful, awful apparition of your, of your god. It's, as you're close, you see this rage and fury, this awesome power behind it, and it's ugly. What do you do? <clears throat> he's gonna he's gonna move towards his mom more to see if he can pull her away from him yeah go ahead and move where you want to go <laughs> okay give me uh two acrobatics checks dose as mm. lightning bolts come striking down at you um, <coughs> wow solid um the first one strikes you uh but you're able to uh uh, shrug off the damage again. It does knock you prone, but you roll um, next to your mother. And you have but like an instant, because two things are happening right now. Um, your mother is leaning up to whisper into your ear, and this dragon is leaning down over and its mouth is 
lunging forward at you, and time seems to slow. Roll a will save. Your mother whispers in your ear, Be free. And the dragon is lunging down towards you and your mother. What do you do? You can't stop it. It's about to come down and bite. And you can stay there and take the bite, or you can let it bite your mother. What do you do? He stays. He just pulls her in closer for like that split second and says, uh, I'm only free because of you. And he just holds her tight, waiting for the bite. And you feel this wind and this crackling sensation that you haven't felt in a long time. The last time you felt it, you were standing there on that rainy night when Ranganori flew above you and you felt his touch and his presence. And you think, it's because I'm about to be devoured. But then it just doesn't happen and you look up and this awful maw of alabaster white fangs is inches from your face and you look and it's not moving at you and it seems like time is frozen because as you look around the flames shooting out from the hut are frozen in time. And that feeling is, is suffusing your body. Your hairs are standing on end. And finally you look behind you and standing behind you is Ranganori. An equally massive dragon or lion dragon creature is standing inches away from you. And I'm just going to do this. Look at that. Now he's blue. Um, <laughs> and as you look at it, it's got it's got the face of a lion and the long, sinuous body of a serpentine dragon. But this one, whereas the other has that kind of like powerful aura around it. This one has that one too, but it's got this majesty that the other one lacks. His mane is full and glowing. And he looks directly into your eyes. And he says, Do you choose freedom? Of course. It reaches a claw up 
and it touches your chest, and an explosion of light uh, fills your senses. Zari, you are bleeding pretty bad. Uh, she's got you pretty cut up. You're burning. Um, you're seeing red. The spider is seconds from killing honey. She says one more time, drop your weapons and it ends. What do you do? Thud. 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 I'd sooner tear out my own heart. And he swings out. Uh, yeah, you connect. Um, this time she catches it with the stump of an arm. Um, and she takes the damage and she steps back and she hisses. And then she comes in again for an attack. Uh, um, that's a hit with a natural 17. Uh, six points of damage. Yeah. Uh, she swings again. Uh, that's a hit with a 24. Mm -hmm. 10 points of damage. Uh, sorry, falls. And, and she, she lunges forward, uh, right at your face with her jaw. Um, and hits. Uh, I don't have the half-orc thing. Um, took an alternative feature, um, and you take five points of damage, will save. Will save. Oof. Um, uh, ten points of an additional damage. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's permadeath. He's at, he's at negative nineteen. For uh, this awful maw right against your face, and with your last kind of seconds of consciousness, you see these teeth, and you feel the mouth wrap around your head and squeeze, and you feel this negative energy filling you. And as you slip away, you hear thud. 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 And as darkness fills your vision, you see those red pinpoints of light. And for a second, that's all you see. And then as this light flares, in these eyes you begin to be able to make out more of the shape of this creature it's massive he's about 10 feet tall hulking covered in the most fucking badass metal armor you've ever can't seen can't see it but I'm Head fist pumping so hard right now <laughs> <laughs> and he is leaning over you inches from your face and you just hear this like deep breathing behind this metal 
and he reaches out his hand for yours as if to help pull you up. Do you take it? Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I full-on predator handshake that that oh, fist. <laughs> you grab you grab his hand and he pulls you up and suddenly you're back where you were you're on this battlefield and as you sit up you pull out your greatsword and you plunge it into this creature's chest and it shoots through her and this black, awful blood pours down over your sword. And your sword, you feel it. You feel it vibrate. And it begins to heat in your hand as the metal within it awakens just a little bit more. And you see this chain motif becoming that much more, uh, that much brighter and that much more defined in it. And this creature above you, she kind of like gasps in uh, surprise. Um, and her blood drips down on your face. What do you say? Ooh. I'm so bad at coming up with stuff on the spot. <laughs> I <need laughs> Sorry. A <laughs> uh, he picks her to the side still with his blade impaled on her or into her to where now he is like got a knee in her gut and he's just holding onto the sword with both hands and he just looks her into the eyes and just about whispers into her face uh <coughs> stay down this time and then he rips the great sword like to the side so that it exits her body the long way he doesn't like pull it he doesn't pull it straight out he just whips it to the side like that scene in the witcher Oh, yeah. And just tears her apart. Um, as she dies... A... Go ahead. Can I get an attack on the spider in the same swing? Yeah, do it. Oh, yeah. You, uh, you swing it around, and as she dies, whatever magic was protecting the spider is no longer there. Um, and you whip the sword around, and with her blood still on it, you... Uh, you smash this spider. It doesn't even get cut. It just gets obliterated with the flat of your blade as as you turn it in once in swift motion. And so um, he he whips it around. It just obliterates the spider. And then straight out of like uh, uh, I forgot his name, but that old Japanese that Japanese director's movies. He like Kurosawa? yeah, the sword stops and the blood just like whips off of it. <laughs> Honey. I'm so fucking pumped. <laughs> Honey, uh, Merida is flying through the air, about to plunge her uh, sword into the heart of this rat dragon. What happens? Uh, she's gonna do a little bit of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, where she actually, like, wall runs up to get above it, and then jumps down with her little pewter sword, uh, flying behind her before she cleaves it down in a motion that 
is reminiscent of the so many times I've seen Zari just cleave things into. But it's a tiny sword and a very big dragon, and it takes a moment, and it just kind of shudders, and then all of a sudden, it collapses into a bunch of cotton balls. Give me a performance check. As uh, she she falls and and this dragon collapses into into uh, cotton balls, kind of a shockwave uh, shoots through the uh, through the hall, and all of the clothes push their way to the sides. And before you is a clear path. And outside you see you see that golden light again. And some and you hear you hear that humming just outside. What do you do? Uh I'm gonna look to Merida, is she still standing? Are you still playing? Um it's slower now, it's just kind of background music. Uh she kind of uh she she wipes her her sword on uh, a nearby blanket um, and takes a couple of little fibers off of it and then plunges it back into her sheath and uh, she looks up at you expectantly uh, I'm gonna stop playing for just the briefest of moments to put her on my shoulder uh, and then I'm going to uh, continue playing just softly uh, and and follow the light as you step out into the golden light, you see someone surprising. You see the town drunk. Corwin, I think is what I called him, right? Uh, standing there. And he's kind of humming and leaning against a tree. Um, but this golden light is kind of surrounding him and he looks a little bit more handsome than you remember and his his beard's a little less scraggly and uh he kind of uh he's kind of standing there waiting for you uh i i hope you're not giving honey a type i hope it's not no, 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 no. she needs to fix no 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 that's not a choice uh, i would make for you <laughs> um don't let me role play that ever either so, uh, how far away is he? Uh, he's, like, as you step out the door, he's he's leaning against a tree, maybe 15, 20 feet away. Kind of he's just humming and whistling. Yeah, he's, he's kind of, he looks over at you and he, he smiles and he nods. Um, he goes, honey, you made it. Gotta work a little early. <laughs> I feel like you didn't actually get much work done. Oh, um, I think I'll find a big enough rug to sweep it under. <laughs> that's, uh... That's the smart way to do it, girl. Well, I was just here to... make sure you... make sure you got through it. Anything you need? You always got a little something to nip on on your jacket. I know you do, Corwin. You're always good for that. <laughs> kind of chuckles and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, I am." And he uh, he pulls out a flask and he tosses it to you. 
Well, happy adventures. And he, uh, he kind of turns and he, he walks around the tree and he doesn't emerge from the other side. And that golden light kind of lingers for a moment. And then it's gone. Kick it. You're surrounded by a whirlwind of these tomes and sheets, and they're cutting at you, and they're bludgeoning you. What do you do? Uh, Kicket is going to uh, cast Sanctuary on himself. Um, you cast Sanctuary on yourself, um, and the buffeting seems to stop for a moment and you're able to to um to kind of like get your bearings and think for a second um but you're still surrounded by this whirlwind uh, you see the crowd is agitated and now they're moving around um and it seems like they're they're kind of like lunging forward uh now what uh he just keeps screaming at them i will do what i want until you tell me why i'm here Um, the, you, you're gripping the dice in your hand. Maybe you kind of forgot about it. Um, but you feel it warm again. And, and you hear that voice one more time. Kick it. Why are you here? And the way she asks it isn't, like, tell me why you're here. It's, why are you here? Leave. Okay, it's gonna go back to bed. You turn, and you walk away from this illusion. No longer kind of beguiled by it. Um, and as you walk away, you kind of feel this, that same pressure pushing against you. Uh, give me, <laughs> give me a will save, but also give me knowledge arcana. God damn it. <laughs> you can't place the spell, because if you could, you're pretty confident you could just kind of like figure out how to what exactly it's pulling on for you to just forget about it entirely but maybe you're just pissed off enough that you're able to push right through it and you feel kind of the further you walk away from it you feel it's kind of like like hands falling away from your your body they're trying to pull you back and as you step into this uh, into this room um, the dice in your hand warms once again and, and you hear the voice there you go sorry I didn't listen sooner hey, that's okay I'm, I'm not much of a listener myself do me a favor alright pal uh huh Watch out for yourself. Watch out for myself? 
and the voice is gone. Oh, Lyle. Uh? You're face to face with Ranganori. He has... You felt this bright light kind of shoot through your body. And this giant lion face is just like inches from you. What is it you seek? Um. His mom is still in his arms, right? He is, but as you're looking down, you see that the things around you are beginning to kind of blur. The the kind of image of Ranganori above your head is like blowing away like like ash. Your mother's form is is no longer quite as solid as it was. The only thing that is still in kind of perfect sharpness is Ranganori in front of you. Okay. <clears throat> well, he like squeeze the figure, you know, what his mom was tightly and just be like the only thing that I've wanted is to have enough stories to come back and tell her. The uh the your god kind of stares deep into your eyes um, and he says these things can be yours but do not sacrifice your freedom. Uh, of, of course. Never. This journey connecting with you was all imperative for me to obtain freedom. I wouldn't give it up for anything. He nods. And and then he too begins to to kind of blow away and disappear. And everything around you and everything around all of you kind of begins to fade. Uh, Olyle, as as Rayanori disappears, you spot a blue crystal shining uh, where he was standing. I'm gonna pick that shit up. <laughs> you pick it up, and as you bend down to pick it up, you bend down and you focus on it, and then when you stand up, uh, one second here. Just need a little bit of something. 
There we go. Um, as you stand up, you find yourself... Oops, it's not the right one. There we go. In a room. And you... Oops, you all find yourself... Yourselves in a room. Because as things fade and as things... Uh, kind of come back into relief, you're suddenly all standing there around these beds, and there's a wall of blackness just uh, just uh, behind you. Uh, Zara, you're healed back to full hit points, but uh, you don't regain anything else. Nobody else regains anything. And you're facing each other for the first time after this strange experience. What do you what, what do you do? Delisle starts tearing up a little bit. It's like, guys, what the fuck is going on here? It just sounds like God. Is Zari's sword still in his hand? Yeah, it's dripping this black Icarus blood. He's looking around then, like, uh, just heaving breath, just looking for threats. I I I I killed her. I killed her again. She's dead. She's fucking dead. I mean, I slept pretty well. Bed's kind of comfortable. <laughs> Kick it's actually just gonna go, gonna like lay back down and try to go back to sleep. As you lay back down, you you feel something in your hand, and you look down, and it's that dice. And kick it, you look at this dice and you realize that you still have Nivy's dice. And you know it's got these cool magical properties. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Honey, Merida's still sitting on your shoulder. She's not animate, but she's still kind of sitting there. And as you pluck her down and you look at her, you know that Merida has some magical properties. That is freakily close to what I was doodling, except for the <laughs> luau outfit. I could not find any drawings of doll, of girl dolls in traveling cloaks and swords. Oh, and don't swords. worry, I drew a lot. <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> and a while, you've got that little crystal in your hand, and as you examine it, you remember what it does. Don't oh. eat the danger almond. Then don't eat the danger almond. <laughs> <laughs> and Zari. Yes. You hear in your mind thoughts, man. I know you. Let me taste your blood. And the sword in your hand is vibrating. What do you do? What was the first word they said? 
swordsman. Swordsman. Zarya makes a cut on his forearm. <coughs> As the blade cuts into your flesh, it burns for a moment. Um, and, uh, and the blade vibrates, and you feel it. It's almost like a sigh, the way it kind of, like, the vibration feels in your hand. Ah, yes. Your forefather wielded me ages ago. It is good to be held again by the blood fists. What? <laughs> Sorry's last name? Sorry, blood fist? <coughs> And you recognize that your sword has <coughs> increased in power. Uh, it is now plus two weapon. Whoa! Yes! <laughs> uh, and I forgot to type this out, uh, but it's also got this cool property. Um, on a confirmed critical hit, uh, golden chains of light uh, lash out from the blade. <coughs> and entangle a creature. Uh, the creature can become unentangled if it uh, succeeds on an escape artist or CMB check against your, uh, your CMD plus the weapons enhancement bonus. Um, if this creature is a clip-off, then it becomes pinned by this ability. Holy shit. Um, also, it talks now. Uh, well, thank you for giving it a cool voice instead of uh, the voice that Justin Sword did in the Adventure Oh, Zone. yeah. Doc <laughs> Newton. <laughs> Listen, I'm not gonna shit on. I'm, I wouldn't dare shit on Justin's character voices. Uh... I wouldn't either. We're also gonna. Oh wait. Uh, so as you're looking at these gifts and you're realizing these things that you have, suddenly that wall of blackness behind you vanishes. And you see this strange twisting plane. Um, with a portal uh, at the opposite end of the room. Um, and standing in front of it are two creatures. One you recognize, one you definitely don't. The one you definitely don't is this... Uh, mass of, of writhing insectile legs and mouth parts and eyes and it writhes and kind of like blithers across the floor towards you. But the one you do recognize is uh it's the tiefling from the hostel. 
Independence Camille. And he's standing there, and he's got a just really pissed off look on his face. You... How did you... How did you do that? How... <clears throat> How do we is do what? Well, yeah, is this enough light for a while and I to see, or are we like pitch black? Can you guys see the screen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like you can see. in between, okay. Yeah, it's the the map itself is kind of dark. Um, yeah. So he asks how he, how he did that, and Zari just shrugs and he says, uh, "Should have sent stronger opponents." Did I miss Thanks. something? Were we fighting? Oh, you didn't also fight the fucked up drow lady. My old neighbor gave me a drink by a tree in my dream. It was pretty great. Oh, I I impaled her again. Uh, and yeah, that's her blood. <laughs> and mine. Just point at it, like yeah. awkwardly. <laughs> that's that's her blood. <laughs> and Are you evil? Sorry, I'm just trying to get a bearing on things. I'm waking up still. It was been a weird day. What the <laughs> Um the uh the tiefling he kind of like snarls. Says it's no matter. You are to die. I will see that it is done. Um and he begins to float up into the air. And as you feel this kind of tension uh, build, um, and you get ready to, to join into battle, um, you, you suddenly feel power welling up within each of you. Uh, and... Shit, is this it? Let's do eeny, meeny, miny. Oh, let's go. Who wants to go first? Give me a d20. Everybody give me a d20. Are we choosing who goes Super Saiyan? <laughs> Kick it. <clears throat> I think it just starts levitating and... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, almost. So here's, here's, here's the thing. Uh, you were all just interacting with divinities. A spark of divinities that exist within each of you. Um, and they have given you certain boons. Everybody is going to gain one mythic level. Whoa. Uh, what does that mean? Yeah, I've saying. never done it. <laughs> I've never ran it, and I'm I don't even know what it is either. It's uh, basically, so you get to add on, it's like a side level. It's like a side kind of um, class that you get to add on to your character. Um, we're not going to do this combat this week. Uh, because it, you know, basically you're just going to add on more shit onto your character. It's like leveling up. Uh, but did we also level up? 
You didn't also level up. You just gained a mythic level. Uh, that would be ridiculous. You just gained a mythic level. Uh, you really don't want me to have two attacks. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, uh, we'll get to that. Um, Ticket rolled best, so uh, in addition to your standard mythic abilities, you also gained something uh, from your god. Uh, first for Ticket, you got Nivy knows best. Uh, the divine gambler has seen it all. Using your connection with her, you can gain you can gain some of these insights. Um, so this is a little tricky. I'm glad you went first because yours is the most complicated. Of course. Um, the number of times per day equal to hacker mythic level minimum one. You can attempt to aid your allies by giving them some key info at an important moment. As a reaction, you can attempt a knowledge check against whatever you or your allies are attempting, any kind of d20 roll. The DC of this check depends on the challenge at hand, and the DC or the, the, uh, and the DC is equivalent to the DC of the saver check, uh, the DC of identifying the monster. But basically, so like if uh, Zari is making an attack roll, um, as a reaction, kick it can... Uh, attempt a knowledge check against the creature um, and uh, to identify it. Like their AC? Uh, no, like their like the identification uh. um, DC, you know, like 10 plus the CR of the creature or whatever. Um, or if it's a save, uh, it'll be basically the knowledge check versus the DC of the thing. Um, basically, I've got to just kind of figure it out as we go. Um, and if you beat that, uh, they get a d6 plus 1 to their roll. Nice. Uh, before or after they've rolled, but uh, before I've revealed the result. Does that make sense? It's kind of like the Artificer in 5e. They're little, um, they've got a knowledge ability that does kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, Zari's next. Oh, Zari, yours is fun. Uh... The strength of Gorum flows through your blood and enables unbelievable feats of combat. You gain rounds of rage per day regardless of what class you level up in. <laughs> Additionally, while raging, you can spend two additional rounds of rage to add an extra attack to a full attack action at your highest base attack bonus. Kind of like an Unchained Monk's Flurry of Blows. This oh. must be declared at the beginning of the full attack action. Nice. There you go. And I... Is there a cap on that? Aside from the amount of rage rounds that I have? Uh, it's kind of like Flurry of Blows, you only get the one per okay. full attack. Okay. I was about to say, can I just burn, like, you know, ten rage oh, rounds and get five attacks? Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. No, that's, cool. I, I'm Even willing so, to get that's... nuts, but that's, that's two nuts. Uh, oh, that's badass. A little as the spark of the Duke of Thunder, which is Ranganori's kind of uh, nickname, which is fucking cool, uh, Divine Light makes you feel as though you can dance through the battlefield untouched and unhindered. For a number of rounds equivalent to your mythic level, you can move as though affected by freedom of movement and grace. This is a free action to activate. Oh, so wow. freedom of movement, you can't be uh, stopped in any way, and grace, you do not provoke attacks of opportunity. Hell yeah. And honey, honey, I actually really like yours. Uh, 
Adventures and luck go hand in hand. You just so happen to be able to share that luck. You gain additional uses of halfling luck per day equivalent to half your mythic level, minimum one. You can use one charge of halfling luck during a bardic performance to add a plus two to the bonus provided by the performance for the duration of the performance. Oh, wow. Cool. Are you going to send this to us? So, Oh, nope. It's right in front of me. Sorry, I was literally physically writing it down as a note. Nope. It's all in your, uh, it's all in the encyclopedia page, uh, and you all got it there. Um, okay, that's that. You guys get to add a mythic level, which adds a whole bunch of stuff. You get a mythic feat, you get a 1d6 kind of ability, and I think something else. Oh, yeah, you're really tough to kill now. That's it. You automatically stabilize. Wow. <laughs> there it goes, Ari, just rushing in. Yeah. So, is there a way to add mythic levels on the character sheet in World 20? Uh, you know what I would do is I would... I don't think there I'm not are... I'm just not sure if I'm blind. I think what I would do is I would just throw it in on... on your configuration sheet, just as an additional class level to keep track of it. Um, but of course, don't add any of the other stuff. So, I could write in the third slot, Mythic, and put one in the level? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Honestly, I I wouldn't put one in the level. I would just put whatever your level is in the oh, actual yeah. name. Because if you put the one in, it's yeah. going to add stuff. That's a good point. Yep. Yeah, so don't put one in that level slot under classes on configuration. Makes sense. And then, <clears throat> what are the what are the things? Yeah, the let me let me link the the oh, thing. Uh, That's what I'm talking about. I love links. <laughs> Mac, how much weed do you smoke tonight? You coughing a lot. Um, actually, just simply dying, boss. Are just you dying died. again? Yeah. I woke up this morning unable to move my head and coughing. Fantastic. You need COVID tests. Uh, you gave me. You gave Kayla like seven. Oh yeah, I have so many <laughs> COVID tests. I'm drowning in them. For fuck's sake! <laughs> so wait. So you also choose. So you 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 choose not only you 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 get to choose a mythic path. It's kind of like a, a secondary class level for you, uh, or a secondary class for you. Uh, and that adds additional abilities as well. Mythic heroes, mythic paths. Not bad. Oh, I think there's one that I just naturally am going, I'm gravitating to right now. Man, it's either champion or guardian. So at this at this first level, you don't have to worry about taking your tears in your mythic path because you don't get it until your second mythic level. Um, so basically, uh, you get a uh, you get hard to kill, which is when you're zero hit point. Whenever you're below zero hit points, you automatically stabilize. Um, you don't die until uh, your total number of negative hit points is equal to or greater than double your Constitution score, not just equal to your Constitution score. Um, you get mythic power. Which is... what is mythic power? Oh my god. 
Mythic There's power can here. be used uh, on a roll to add a d6 to it. There is some... Holy shit! <laughs> and I do there think we're supposed to pick our oh. path on the first tier. Yeah, you guys, so you have to pick... Uh, your... Your... your your uh, What do you call it? Your mythic path. When you take that level. Yeah, mythic power. I think it's what first tier is five times a day. You can use some of that to increase uh, any d20 you roll, or I think you can also spend some of it for other abilities that you gain. Yeah. But mythic heroes are basically. Um, to regular adventurers, what adventurers are to commoners. Ah. Uh. Ridiculous. <clears throat> Honey doesn't deserve this level of power. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody seems to think you do. As you are uh, looking through the abilities, um, also remember that you have the abilities available from your path, but also the universal path abilities on this specific page that he linked. Um, that you can take as well. If you don't like the ones from your path. Or want one of these instead. The champion sounds like the natural, because it's strength-based, more or less. But You're the champion, you let me die. You willingly let Kick It and I die. So you lose guardian privileges. <laughs> <laughs> The only problem is, and this isn't a critique of you, Kevin. The only problem is if I take champion, it's giving me a lot of it's a lot of like extra attacks by expending mythic power. So I don't know if I really need that with the ability that I just got. But nothing kick it should take guardian. He protects everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's a good he's a good egg. No, no, he's definitely a Hierophant. Oh my... Okay, so first tier champion path ability. Always a chance. You don't automatically miss when you roll on that one. <laughs> nice. Whenever an adjacent enemy confirms a critical hit, that enemy also provokes an attack of opportunity from you. <laughs> so I think I'm going to stop the recording if we are going to do the fight next week. Yes. <laughs> then just oh, continue yeah. to talk about uh, Sorry. all of oh. our mythic shit. Just all geeking out, yeah. <laughs> so again, so at this first level, you don't gain any additional powers, right? Uh, you don't gain any of your path powers until your second mythic level, so that's when those kick in. Uh, I don't think that's true. No? No. At tier you 1, I get champion strike and a path ability. Yeah. Oh, okay. You get a bunch of stuff at, first, at the first one, and then it kind of levels out. Oh, I see. That. Okay, yeah. I was looking at the wrong table. 
So yeah, pick your path. You get some uh, you get some feet.